I'm James Walker and this is the podcast where I try and talk to people I like and they sometimes let me. Great premise, right? I'm a big fan. Big fan of it. This 46th episode features a chat with the comedian Ed Gamble, but uh, quickly I'd just like to say thanks to everyone that listened to the big Grand Return episode 45 with James Acaster. Uh, If you hadn't listened before, basically there was a big long gap in between episodes and that was the Grand Return one. So, uh, well explained, me. And uh, yeah, so thanks for everyone that listened to that and helped get the word out about it. It is very nice to be back in the podcasting saddle. Me riding around like a chat cowboy and questions in my gun holster, well question holsters, like, and then I draw it at noon, like how they do in the, in the western, um, okay, well I regret that tangent immediately let's let's move on uh for anyone that's listening for the first time i promise i'm better than that uh, but don't look into that just like take my word for it that i'm better that's usually i've got of a much higher quality with the old goofs um <laughs> okay now on to the chat so i'm a big fan of ed's we talk about a lot of stuff his appearance on conan the uh, brilliant almost royal the tv show that he stars in And uh, it also features an Ed Gamble exclusive, this chat, so um, look out for that, and guys, you would not believe the scoop I managed to get on this guy. He's not done it anywhere else. I've got a big scoop, an Ed Gamble scoop. Um, Oh, and yeah, we talk a lot about shitting, like quite a bit, but to be fair to me, and guys, I like to be, I like to be fair to me, uh, he totally starts it. It's all his fault. But firstly, we start off our chat talking about when I first met Ed and uh, he came into my work out of the blue and yeah, that's where our chat starts from. Uh, So Ed, the uh, first time that we met, Mm -hmm. uh, I locked you in a room and then watched you for an hour. Have you met many other people that way? Uh, I, I think you might be the only person I've met that way apart from, I mean, other people who've worked in escape rooms that I've been to yeah. but uh, I've not seen them since yeah okay it's not a good way to start a friendship I'd say <laughs> <laughs> so I should, yeah I should probably elaborate on that just yes yeah, so yeah. I work at an escape game and yeah. my job is a games master actual job title well cool uh, where, so I sort of guide people through their escape experience mm-hmm. and then watch them and assist throughout the mission yeah. so that's sort of what I do so you've not met you've met other people but not since in the same way not since. You've not no. kept in touch. I've not, I don't keep in touch with people who yeah. lock me in rooms. Is it weird locking people in a room and then watching them on a little screen? Do you feel like the guy from Saw? It is a bit weird. It yeah. is a bit weird doing that. Because it's kind of, yeah. especially, uh, I've seen some people who afterwards, I thought they might break up now. Like after, me after and my the, girlfriend? No, no, no. no but like <laughs> other people, when like, because a lot of couples come to the Odyssey, yeah. and you can just feel the tension 
and afterwards they're not talking to each other. Yeah. And like, well, I've helped break up a relationship there. Well, you know what? If a relationship can't get through an escape room, then it's not destined <laughs> yeah, to be a long-term yeah. relationship, quite frankly. That's fair. Uh, and you've done quite a few since I ran the first one. I have. The first The first one I did was uh, at Can You Escape? Yeah, yeah. Which I absolutely loved. And then we did another one there. Uh, and I've done about three or four since. Yeah. And it's just, so have you, have you got the bug now? Is that just... Totally. Yeah. I want to do them, I want to do them every day. <laughs> I love it, but there's nothing. We've failed one in London, and I was miserable for about a week. <laughs> really upset me. <laughs> but every other one we've passed. Yeah. And I love it. I love it so much. So you you always want to leave like a week of nothing to do after you do one, just in case. Just to go on like a, a week long yeah. bender, just to try and get over it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you've got an escape room booked in, tell your agent I'm not going to do any stuff yeah. after that. Because... Yeah, yeah. And my agent will be like, "Who's this?" <laughs> I'll be like, "Said Gamble." Go, okay. I don't know who that is, but you definitely won't have anything to do for a week after this <laughs> And I'm like, cool, thanks. <laughs> uh, well, what is it you say that you really enjoy about them? What's it? I don't think I've ever been as satisfied as solving a puzzle in an escape room. And that is <laughs> pathetic, isn't it? I think my life is just so gentle and privileged that I need that excitement in my life right. of someone being, of being locked in a room and having to work my way out of there. Like, you can't imagine someone who's been through actual trauma in their life enjoying an escape room. You know, so yeah, sitting yeah. being locked in, a, uh-huh. locked in a room going like, well, this reminds me of when I yeah. was really locked in a room. I'd possibly enjoy this. But I need that excitement because I'm so vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say, like, it's puzzles within the room? It's not just like a Sudoku that you could find in a paper? It's no. Gotta be... No, I've got to be locked in. Yeah. If you lock me in a room with a Sudoku. Oh, yeah. And I solve the Sudoku to get out of the room. Okay. I'd love it. Yeah. But I'm not doing a Sudoku out in the open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse than a Sudoku and freedom. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that from a lot of people. people <laughs> a lot of people old, say that. It's the old phrase, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, let's say you can uh, pick any three famous figures to join your team in mm. an escape game. Who do you think, who would you get along to join? Who would you pick and why? So like you'll have their brains, they'll be able to help you to escape the room to try and get this top time yeah. in this certain room. You've got three famous people you can pick. Right. Uh, alive or dead? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Okay. But they'll be alive when they do it. They'll be alive when they do it. Good. Okay. Well, there's some people are about as useless as a dead person <laughs> in an escape room. James A. Caster. Um, now, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you don't want to just go with people. You, you, you need a dynamic within a team. Mm. Now, what I'm quite good at is getting everyone to shut up and listening to one person. Right. Because if you're all shouting over each other, as you know, that spells disaster yes. in an escape room. So there's no point having like Brian Blessed in there who's just going to try and shout over everyone. Yeah. I've got that covered, Blessed. Mm-hmm. But we, you, need, you need intelligence. Uh, maybe someone with experience of puzzles. Maybe someone, someone like Richard O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. He might be, he might be good, although yeah. he's a bit much sometimes as well, isn't he? <laughs> But no, let's go, O'Brien. Uh, can I have cartoon characters? Uh, yes. It's up to me. It's up to me right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. give you cartoon characters. Cool. Um, I think I'll probably have Shaggy from Scooby-Doo because uh, he gets panicked, <laughs> but I think he'd listen to orders. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. And he's got previous of like... Oh, he's, he knows what it's like to yeah, be in a tricky yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Although what I'm worried about is he'll just keep trying to take my face off Right, yeah. As if I'm wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's fine, Shaggy, Shaggy's yeah. That's in. only a worry you get with him. Yeah. <laughs> someone super clever would probably... Someone who doesn't splash it out too much. Uh, maybe maybe Hawking. Hawking? Yeah. 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 So we've got Hawking, we've got Shaggy. 
maybe an ex camp maybe Vorderman or Rachel Riley. Right, okay. Maybe maybe Rachel Riley. Uh-huh. I think Vorderman's a, she's a bit too sort of media savvy. Busy in the jungle days. as yeah, well. Yeah, and she's in the jungle with Joel Domit, so probably uh, probably Rachel Riley. Yeah, so you think youth youth F four would tackle that very well. Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. And so and when are you gonna set that up? Well, there's a few issues with setting that oh, up. Really? Well, yeah, mainly because mainly because I picked a cartoon character. Oh, that, yeah. that might make it a bit trickier than the other two. I'm sure yeah. I could get easy. Just get like an artist to draw their thoughts. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think artists do that, don't they? Yeah, artists yeah. draw thoughts. Don't they? <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, so uh, you have been on my comedy hero Conan O'Brien's chat show. Okay. I'm, I have. I'm a big fan of Conan. I really like his like remote segments where he travels to places. It's incredibly great. funny. Uh, please tell me all about that experience so I can feel like I was there myself. Okay. Well, I did um, a four and a half minute stand-up set on Conan, uh, and it's an incredibly nerve. It's an incredibly nerve-wracking experience. But I got. I arrived in LA a couple of weeks before to do some like warm-up gigs and things like that, which were fun. Uh, but some of the gigs were worse than open spot gigs in the UK like right. it was literally just so I could run through my set but in front of like four people three of whom were like mad comedians one gig above a Chinese restaurant it was yeah. like yeah bizarre gigs because they put them anywhere in LA like there's not it's not all clubs or it's not all established rooms right, they'll yeah. be like we're going to put one in a laundrette we're going to put one above a Chinese restaurant which is fun if the audience are on board with it otherwise it's like god I am ruining this Chinese restaurant um, but that gig was alright actually uh, so on the day it's quite exciting like they get a nice dressing room next to Antonio Banderas oh. don't know if that happens every time yeah. I think it's probably just because Antonio Banderas was on no it's every time I think yeah <laughs> um, and then you just wait and you watch them sort of rehearse the show cool uh, I didn't meet him beforehand alright uh, and then we went and I just did it just stood behind the yeah. curtain and they, they whoop up the audience so much. The warm-up guy beforehand just gets the audience so excited. And bear in mind, these this is an American audience, so they're naturally more excited anyway. Yeah. They're at a free TV taping and they're seeing actual Antonio Banderas and actual Conan. So yeah. they're so excited. Yeah. So by the time I come on, they were like fever pitch. Yeah. You can actually see on the clip, I do my first joke and it gets such a massive reception and whooping that I actually start to look quite annoyed because <laughs> I've only got four and a half minutes and I need to get the rest of this stuff out. Yeah, yeah. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Is it much more like tense, the time constraints, like when you're doing a show like that? No, because the guy, the guy who books it and who's sort of your contact throughout the whole process is really laid back and he's like, there is a, there is a time thing, but because they tape it during the day and then put it out late at yeah. night, uh, you can you can run over they'll just edit it but mm. I, I did mine to time so yeah. so it was fine but rather than there being a clock or anything it's a guy stood there with cue cards okay with like four and a half minutes and then after 30 seconds he puts up another one saying four minutes yeah, so you're yeah. like oh god <laughs> but it's nice it's quite a little studio as well and it just feels like a really a, like a really easy gig yeah and how uh, are you and Antonio Banderas very good friends now? We are absolute bezies. Yeah. Yeah. What sort of stuff do you get up to with Antonio? Running around town, shooting our mouths off. Yeah. Yeah. What Ch- sort of things have you been saying? Oh, we'd chat, chat all sorts of shit, mate. <laughs> um, we're going to have a shout at the ducks. Oh, yeah. What are you shouting at ducks? You stupid ducks. Oh, they don't like that, do no, they? No, and he does that in Spanish and they don't even understand that. Oh, what is it in Spanish? Well, Give me your best shot. It's stupido duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right, isn't it? That's right, yeah. That's yeah. Right, 
Duck, you just say it a bit differently. Yeah, duck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he says anyway. I think yeah. he maybe he's trying maybe he's trying to bring me into the game a little bit more. Yeah, he's just one. Yeah. Yeah. So I also, also recently, uh, actually just yesterday, I downloaded Almost Royal. Did you? And watched a lot of episodes of that. Illegal, Very, illegally? No, iTunes. Is it on iTunes? It's on iTunes, yeah. It's yeah. good. It's got on iTunes. Uh, it's very good, very enjoyable. Thank really you very like much. it. Got very a nice of it. Uh, Nathan for you vibe, which I like. Yes, we, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that's the vibe. If, if you want to like maybe explain a bit about what Almost Royal is. Just... So uh, Almost Royal was a TV show that I did in America with uh, another comedian called Amy Hoggart, and we pretended to be fiftieth and fifty first in line to the throne traveling around the state shooting a documentary so we met real people uh, all over america and pretended that we were actually these characters uh, so they're they're not in on it yeah when we and filmed it how hard was it to like keep that facade up um it's relatively easy because we were filming it with bbc america was yeah. the was the channel that we filmed it with and you say the bbc and the americans just like hands and knees will bow down to you <laughs> right, right, yeah, they yeah. Ha- it has such a like a trustworthy name in the states that it was quite easy. And also, they, they want to believe that stuff's real about English royalty. They right. want to believe all of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just a dithering aristocrat sort of thing. And they love it. Yeah. They absolutely love it. Um, so it was, it was relatively easy. The, the times when it got difficult was when one of us would start laughing. Yeah. Because it's such some of the things were so intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it would just be, it would be us two with a camera crew just talking to one person in a really enclosed space. So we did one that didn't even make the edit because we were just crying with laughter. We did a seance in Salem for the first series and it's just madness. <laughs> it's just this woman who genuinely believed that she could contact contact the dead. So yeah. she was putting things out there about our... It, within the first series, the story was that our father had died so we were going around the States right. taking his ashes and following the path that he yeah, went, yeah, yeah. went around the States. Uh, and she was going, oh, I'm getting some connection with Spain. Just utter bullshit. Just didn't, this guy didn't exist. She's going, I'm getting a connection with Spain. And I think I went, oh yes, when my father got very angry, he once threw a paella at my bedroom door. And at that point, we were both just crying with laughter. So that never made the edit. It was just impo- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. impossible to make the edit. Yeah. Is there bits like that you know did make the edit that were like were tricky for you that they maybe cut cut down? It's all tricky, and you can you can pinpoint moments where you can see. To be fair, Amy laughed probably a little bit more than me, right. but it was my sole purpose to make her laugh. Like I didn't care how much the other people were enjoying it <laughs> yeah, or yeah. what what it would look like on the screen. My yeah. sole purpose was to make her laugh, yeah. and the crew actually. If you watch any of the shows back, it looks like an interesting character decision I've made that my character Georgie Carlton will say something idiotic and then just sort of look round as if he's just looking off into space. But what was actually happening is I was saying something, then checking to see if I'd made the crew laugh. <laughs> just <laughs> just doing stand-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't get it out yeah. of the system. There yeah. was an interesting bit as well where like you're on stage with like an improv. Yeah, group. that was weird. That yeah. was a trip because... Oh. Oh. Ambulance. An ambulance car. I don't think oh. I've seen that. That's just someone who's tricked out their car <laughs> yeah. to get through traffic. Um, yeah, that was weird. We did a we did a thing in New York where we trained. We had to train with an improv group in character. Then we did an improv show, but we were improvising in character, and they didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was weird because I'd not been on stage for like three and a half weeks. I'd yeah. been away filming. And it was so exciting to be on stage in front of like a nice crowd yeah. that I kept making like little jokes to, that were actually working. Yeah. And, and that doesn't work within yeah. the character because I've just got to be an idiot. <laughs> yeah, because it was really interesting, like kind of looking at it because like it seemed like maybe the audience like kind of knew it was a bit of a 
Like you were I, they, it was they did, and, but I think on. maybe they picked up on it more than the improv group because yeah, yeah, yeah. they'd been with us all day right, and yeah, we'd yeah. not been too ridiculous. Uh-huh. So we filmed the training session, but we were never going to use any of it. So that was like them training us and us just being not too stupid, yeah, just yeah, quite yeah. normal. And then we're just all guns blazing as soon as we got on stage, <laughs> yeah. like absolute idiocy. Yeah, it was quite funny because like it wasn't. There were was some times when. You didn't like yes and you just like take no. Oh and yeah, you just, you just shut them down straight yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was really fun. <laughs> and we that there's a bit in that as well where we start talking about our, our one of our go-to things was to talk about our dark family history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of the characters that we talked about in the in the improv show was our uncle Humphrey, who was uh, sent away to Goa because he was gay. And they tried to shut that down so quickly. It's so funny. They're like, oh my God, no. Whoa, that's enough. Okay. Uh, cool. So I'm going to go to some of my classics, some of my classic questions Let's that people it. just lap up. Uh, so if, uh, if I were to become you, okay, mm-hmm. steal your identity, mm-hmm. what would you say are the three things I'd have to get right? In other words, what makes Ed Gamble Ed Gamble? Right, okay. So... That's that's an interesting question, and if if I knew that, yeah. really, I'd, I would have completed life, wouldn't I? What makes me me? You have to you have to like the right sort of music. Okay. Now, what what sort of music do you think I like? Well, I think I might have an idea via like what you posted on Twitter and stuff. Right. So I think it's like kind of like quite heavy stuff. Yeah, but maybe I metal. Don't, I don't look like I like that, do I? I, I wouldn't say so. No. I got a cold play face. <laughs> So you've got to listen to, start listening to some heavier music. Yeah. Well, what do you like? What, what are you uh, into? So I'm sort of quite indie. Like yeah, no. Indie. No. You've got okay. to get rid of that shit cool. straight away. Cool. We'll do it. Down tune it. Down tune it all. All right. So turn that down and you, put another CD on. Turn that way down. Yeah. Now, we were discussing before we started recording, you're a vegan. Yeah. Going to have to knock that on the head. Now, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I'm type 1 diabetic, I try and eat quite low carb, so yeah. really the only joy for me is meat and cheese. Yeah. I will say that you saying that we were discussing it before the podcast makes it seem like I say that to everyone. No. <laughs> Before we're start conversation. Hello there, by the way, I'm yeah. a vegan, that's <laughs> No, we were discussing it because I went for some barbecue for lunch, and yeah. uh, that's opposite your work, but you can't, you can't go there. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have to get, how long have you been vegan for? Uh, f- about five months or something. Right, okay, so chances are if you get back on board with the meat and cheese, there's going to be an impact on the bowel, isn't right, there? You're, yeah. going to be, you're going to be taking a few, a few dumps, <laughs> yeah. which luckily is the third thing you're going to have to get right. So that all plays into each other. <laughs> so like what sort of, uh, like what sort of dumps? Oh, all manner of no consistency whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Like just like, oh, what's it yeah. going to be today? So I, I, there's no like sort of one I can think of as like a go-to like, if no. I was to stand up and look at what I've done, I, I couldn't go, that's a gamble. No, <laughs> no, you couldn't. If, but if you're standing up for the third time before 11am, that's a gamble. <laughs> but it, yeah, it could, be, it could be anything from, you know, a malt loaf to pale snakes. You don't, yeah. <laughs> don't know what it's going to be. So, uh, different music. Um, yeah, heavy metal. Heavy metal. Um, meat and cheese. Meat and cheese. Multiple dumps a day. <laughs> cool. Yep, uh, I might not try and steal your identity just yet. Yeah, it's a difficult one. But it's a tricky one. Yeah. Tr- you've not sold it well. Uh, so, uh, in the uh, past, like pre-gig, when you were having like the standard nerves that people get, and you're getting into your own headspace, in that moment, whose headspace would you rather be in 
like a famous figure's headspace who you like recognise as oh they're confident they'll be they wouldn't get as nervous as me that's interesting probably wouldn't be a comedian because I bet every comedian is the self-doubt runs by yeah, yeah. and that's the main I think that's the main issue really is self-doubt isn't it you want someone who doesn't doubt themselves at all it's probably like probably Trump Trump but without any of his beliefs yeah but you have just, to knock it on the head before you walk out yeah exactly but <laughs> just the sheer self-belief yeah to be able to go out there and talk such shit <laughs> such shit and lie just outrightly lie even yeah. though you know you're going to be proven to be a liar so it's, it's probably Trump but funny funny Trump funny Trump funny left wing Trump <laughs> that's what I'm after <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you think you've ever accidentally been in his, his headspace and then had to, oh no, I'm being too Trumpy? Yeah, maybe you've got to rein in that. You've got to rein in the Trump if you get there. I do that thing with my fingers now and again. <laughs> uh, so let's say there was to be uh, some Ed Gamble merchandise. Mm-hmm. So think of an Ed Gamble action figure. Mm-hmm. What would its look be? Like the, th- the thing you think you wear the most, like commonly, and you'd yep. want to be on this action figure. And then also, who would your arch nemesis be? That's good. And a sort of action man versus like Doctor X world. Another comedian. It doesn't have to be a comedian. It could be anything. Okay, so what would my action man wear? The problem, I think, my action man would just look like generic white guy. Right. Okay. Which is a shame because I, I don't think I dress against type. Right. Especially as a, as a metal fan, you would think well, you probably dress really extreme and alternative, right? No. So I probably have like black jeans. Converse and a checked shirt, right? Yeah, like just the most generic white yeah. guy look possible. So that would be my yeah. action man. Thing. And if there were to be like an extra additional costume people could get at Christmas, yeah, like to put on the Ed Gamble action figure, what would that be? Do you think? Um, maybe a, a jacket, just a yeah, jacket. if I have a leather, a leather yeah. jacket or a, a camouflage jacket, right? Yeah, something like that, but not with a checked shirt. No, you can have too many patterns, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who's my, who's my nemesis gonna be? So does it have to be an actual person or just a type of person? Uh, it could be a type of person. It could be a- anything, really. Uh, and then you've got to think about how you would defeat them in the ultimate showdown. Okay, well, like I say, type 1 diabetic. So maybe it'd be someone like uh, like a sweet shop owner or right. an ice cream man. Yeah. Um, who could, You know, I can eat all that stuff, but, you know, if it's my choice and I make that decision... But that nemesis, he could be throwing like yeah. hard-boiled sweets into my mouth while I'm asleep, things like yep. that. Uh, and I guess... And that I, would be a great scene in the film about it. Yeah, I'd be asleep and he'd be throwing yeah. sweets at me. It'd yeah, be a great that, scene, that. That's about an hour of it. Yeah, and I'd probably defeat him with the power of vegetables. <laughs> and you'd love that. You'd get on board with that. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Clapping and cheering. Yeah, clapping and cheering. Like throw big balls of spinach at the sweet, sweet shop owner. So is it just a, just about the velocity of the throws? Do you yeah, think it's just us? It's a food fight. It's this food film. fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get extra things with my action man, which is like you get a little bag of spinach and yeah, it's like a button you can like pull at the back that makes him throw. Yeah, he does the sort of the throwing action. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, will there be one for the sweet shop owner as well? That oh, he'll throw. He'll be able to throw stuff. Yeah, so you'll both have the same action. Where well, he'll he might have a little gun that he can load up with a uh, chewit. Yeah, he might have that, really. Yeah. He? he might have that. Yeah. So I'll... Chew it. <laughs> are they still I like a that thing? that was your go-to. Are they still a thing? Chew it? No, I don't know. I what, don't is, no is that kind of like Starburst? Is that the same sort of thing? Opal fruit, mate. Come on. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Oh, God. 
He's giving me a look. He's pointing to the door. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Can't believe you've been sucked in by the, the Starburst bandwagon. <laughs> it's very persuasive, that bandwagon. Uh, so uh, I think I'd quite like to get an exclusive mm-hmm. Ed Gamble moment, okay? Yeah. Because like that, that'll help me. Like when I post it, it could be like, oh, Ed Gamble does yeah. this or says this. You know, like clickbait sort of thing. Sure. So, um, is there just anything you think you've not done on another podcast or uh, like interview before that you could do on this one? So, you either say something or you could do something physically and then describe it or. Well, um, maybe some animal, some animal impressions and stuff like that. Yep, if, you, yep. if you want to fire up the fire some animals at me, I'll do. Oh, okay. I'll do an impression of them. Give me, give me an animal and a situation that they're in. Okay. Uh, cow that's not sure if it wants to be a cow anymore all right that's good yeah quite a lot of existential angst in that cow. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay so uh horse that um realized it's just missed its bus <laughs> yeah, right. yeah yeah so I think actual humans would still do that. Yeah. <laughs> so also, that's the same for my human impression. Someone's just missed a bus, yeah. Uh, uh, and a dog mm-hmm. that um, sees a cat and thinks, I'd really like to be good mates with that cat, but because of the old like classic thing with dogs, cats, yeah. uh, it'd be tricky for me, but I really want to be friends with that uh, cat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, very yeah, good, yeah. very good. Any more animals you no, just want to do? No, that's it. Cool, that's it. And, cool. and that, that is an exclusive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ed Gamble doing those animal noises. Uh, so now uh, I'm going to do my uh, trademark question. Okay. I can't wait. So um, a lot of interviewers think you need some real talent to be able to be a good interviewer. I just think you need one killer question mm-hmm. and that will rise you to the top. Great. Um, so this is mine. Uh, you think you're ready for it? I'm ready. I'm prepped. What do you like? That's a good question. What do I like? Yeah. Let that sink in. I like doing nothing. Doing nothing. <laughs> you know what? Everything's too much for me these days. I like doing absolutely nothing. Even like, I I used to like watching TV. Don't like that anymore. Prefer no. to turn it off. Look at the blank. Look at the blank TV. <laughs> I like just absolute nothing. Yeah. Nothingness. Even if you turn it off, though, you're doing something by looking at the blankness of that TV. No, because I, looking takes concentration. I can go completely dead behind the eyes. That's one of my skills. Right, yeah. I can just power down. It's beautiful. That's what I like. And I mean, we're not talking about sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like sleeping. Yeah. That's good as well. But often you might have a dream where you're doing something and that is too much that's activity. Too much. <laughs> so I need to just completely power yeah. down and just feel, feel really like I've achieved nothing. Okay, so just abs- yeah, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but out of the things you do like, sleeping might be one of them. Oh, that, sure, that might be, yeah, that yeah, might yeah, be one yeah. of them. I like sleeping. I love eating. I love food. Yeah. I like... So I asked like, yeah. Uh, yeah. You said love food. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I can't say that. I no. like running. Yep. Is that weird? No, that's fine. I like running. But I like running. Have you ever had any injuries while running? I've shit myself. Which isn't an injury, technically. Mm. It's an emotional injury. Um, I've hurt my knee. But apart from that, I, I don't think I go fast enough to, right. 
I've, and I've got very flat feet and someone saw me running recently because uh, they live on my running route and said I run like a duck. Mm. When you were do- when you shat yourself doing the running, mm. what type of one was it? Out of the oh, gamble chaos. chaos. Absolute <laughs> chaos. That's the only way to describe it. <laughs> Honestly, just awful. Just, have you seen Stranger Things? I have not yet, no, no. All oh, right. And they go to this place called the Upside Down and I imagine that's the sort of ones you do there. <laughs> Just okay. like from another dimension. Okay, cool. From the darkest timeline. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I yeah. get that reference. Cool, but I'll watch that episode of Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. I'll message you and be like, yeah, yeah. fair yeah. play. Fair play. Uh, so this is some um, listener questions. Lovely. Uh, so firstly, what is your favourite pudding that a fellow comedian has made for you? I, I, look, I know this is not a listener question. <laughs> I know that this is from James Acaster. Um, this, I mean, my favourite pudding that another comedian has made for me, they're called werewolves. James Acaster came over to my house on Halloween this year and he brought a pudding he'd made called werewolves, which were uh, like homemade Reese's peanut butter cups. So like a ball of peanut butter covered in dark chocolate with white chocolate sprinkles on top. But the peanut butter had two types of sugar mixed into it. I had one and just, I was... Oh, I was off the charts. Because I had quite a lot of beer, and then suddenly I had that. It was like, it's like cocaine in pudding form. Like, I was off my face. It's brilliant. We were eating them for a long time after that, because there were loads. Yes, but my answer is Werewolves by James A. Castor. <laughs> okay, cool. And uh, just some more listening questions here. Um, which comedian has been the best house guest when they've had to stay for a month after coming out of a relationship? <laughs> Oh, such a specific question. <laughs> Probably James A. Castor. Uh, <laughs> when me and Nish Kumar lived together, James came and lived with us for a month and slept on our sofa bed. Very, A very good house guest. And quite often we'd leave the sofa bed down and just watch TV on his bed. <laughs> and, and, he I... bought, and he bought us a lovely salad bowl to say thank you. That's nice. In the shape of a heart. <laughs> and then the final uh, listener question here. Uh, who is your favourite comedian? And this is a listener question, is yeah, it? Yeah. Who's my favourite comedian? I don't, I don't have a favourite comedian. I know, yeah. I know he wants me to say James A. <laughs> but he's, he's had too many plaudits. <laughs> I think I'm going to give a really nice, serious answer. I don't have a favourite comedian in the UK at the moment because there's so much exciting stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like to pick favourites. Oh. There's so many exciting people in the UK all doing different things. Yeah. I've done so many gigs recently where there's like been huge lineups. Um, everyone's doing something different, but everyone's equally brilliant. Yeah. So I don't have a favourite. I just like doing. I like doing comedy in the UK, and there's loads of brilliant people around. Thank you. Oh, that's a very nice. That's, my worst. Like... My worst is James Acaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So when I spoke to him, I said, uh, "Is there anything you'd like to ask Ed Gamble?" <laughs> but we'd much rather it was delivered by the vessel of a bald Scottish man. <laughs> and uh, that was what. He... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what he... Perfect questions. <laughs> yeah. And then he also brought up uh, what happened to you while you were running one time. And that's why I slipped that in. <laughs> you slipped that in very nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, cool. And so I guess, uh, I think I'm going to be chatting to, do you know Carl Donnelly? Yes. So we can do the same with that. So is there anything you've always wanted to ask him that you would rather, not from you to him, but via a bald Scottish man? Well, I'd like to... Uh, I, don't, I probably don't know Carl as well socially as I know James. Okay, cool. So I don't have any like personal, personal questions yeah. to ask Carl. 
Um, but maybe we could ask him, the, what's your favourite pudding that another comedian's made for you? <laughs> okay, yeah. I think that should be a regular question <laughs> that you ask the comedians. Yep, I'm up for that. Um, I don't know, what, what, what are you, you going to plan to ask Carl? He's great, Carl. You can just ask him one question and he'll probably like fill an hour. Oh, okay, I'm not quite sure yet because I've only kind of confirmed it today. Yeah. So I don't really... Ask him to put. Ask him the pudding one. Yeah, he's vegan. Leave for that. He's vegan as well. Yeah, yeah. I said when I arranged it. I said, uh, by the way, I'm vegan as well. I've just got a high five about that throughout the whole thing. Yeah. So I don't know if we might do that. Ask him if he's willing to eat meat and cheese in order to be me for a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then bring up the shits and the. And then bring up the shits. Yeah. <laughs> do all of that. Ask him those things. Yeah. But mainly, just say hello. Just hello. Him. Just say hello to him from me. Because he's a great guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Start with that. And also apologise what I've done to the flat that <laughs> oh. I'm staying in that he's also going to be Have staying Have you done in. it yet or are you doing it later? Well, I'll, I'll definitely be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry so... this has been so much about shitting. Oh, no, that's, that's right. <laughs> Do you often make that apology? Is that a common apology that you yes. make? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, basically, uh, anything that you'd like to add or get off your chest at the end of this chat. I've got, no, got nothing I want to get off my chest. I'm very happy at the moment. feel pretty laid back. Uh, I've enjoyed my time in Scotland. Um, I'll be honest, I, when, I, when I was on my way here, I didn't think the trip was going to be worth it because right. the ticket sales were slower than England. But turns out Scottish people just like to make you wait. If you're an English comedian, they like to, they like to go, well, we're not going to buy tickets yet. Let's really put the frighteners on him <laughs> until he gets here and then we'll buy tickets and we'll make it a really good show. So, touche, Scotland. <laughs> well done. I see what you do now, and I'm not going to fall for it, fall for it again. <laughs> so, nothing to get off my chest. I'm cool. a very, very happy boy. That was my chat with Ed Gamble. Thanks very much to Ed for joining me. And, yeah, it's good to know that it is possible to stay in contact with people I've locked in rooms before. Just a nice little life tip. That does not make me sound weird. If you want to keep up to date with what Ed is up to, he is on Twitter, at EdGambleComedy. You can go onto his website, edgamble.co.uk. Uh, I really recommend checking out Almost Royal. It's there's, there's some clips on YouTube, and then it's also on the iTunes store, as I mentioned in the chat. Really, really funny. And uh, yeah, he's got a show at the Leicester Square Theatre on the 17th and the 18th of February, so you should go along to that if you're listening to this in time. Um, and yeah, thanks very much to Ed. Thanks for listening to this. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with the podcast and what's happening, uh, you can follow it at chats for you on Twitter. Uh, I'm on there as well, so at James Walker Guy. And if you did enjoy listening, it'd be great if you could leave a glowing five-star review on the iTunes store. But um, nothing less than glowing, just a glowing one. That'd be great. And uh, if you could tell people about the podcast, that'd be good as well. It's, I'm not being like I'm not getting any money to do this, losing money even. Uh, so if people could know about the podcast a bit more, that'd be great. If you enjoyed it, let me know. I think a good time to bring it up would be because Christmas is coming up, guys. I don't know if you're aware of that. It would be if like there's like an awkward family silence during like Christmas dinner or something. You're not quite sure what's. You don't know what to say. You could say, "Hey, family." That's probably how you address everyone in your family. Hello, family. Um, I've heard this podcast lately. 
you might like it, let's all listen. And instead of like watching Doctor Who, you could all just listen to my podcast while you have your Christmas dinner. That's that's what you can do. Um, yeah, so all of that, what I just said, thanks for listening. See you next time. Oh, that sounds good. That's like a professional sign-off. Guys, see you next time. Oh, yeah, mate. Keeping that in. Keeping that in. Bye.